0: Yeah, uh, good in. afternoon, good evening, good metal. Oh, my name's... Sorry, mate. because you're podcast. <laughs> yes! you podcast. You do
1: it better. You have to get that, that, that like, kind of world traveler voice that it's like, where is he from? I don't quite know. Exactly. It's, uh, is it Australia? I don't know. So, uh, good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. See, I, I that's, it's, it's only ever going to be... I have a quick sip of tea because there's no more metal. Now, before we get started, an in interest of disclaimers, I'm intervie- in, uh, interviewing... Massey, that's a good friend of mine. Technically speaking, so technically speaking, Massey isn't a crew or something like that. He's not a, a, a TM or anything like that. But what Massey is, does he, he won't, won't ever admit it, but Massey's incredibly knowledgeable about metal. He is about the things he likes. He dives deep. And he has an interesting take on metal. <laughs> and he, I'm guaranteed that some of the things he says will probably offend. Some of the things he said will probably interest. But none of the things that he says will be boring. But moreover, him. this is a favor. Uh, I said I'd go on his show. He's coming on my show because we've both got shows that we're trying to make sort of what we think. I want to be Kevin Smith. Massey wants to be Joe Rogan. So we want to kind of do our own show. He has another show, which you should check out, uh, called Midnight Mass. You'll be able to find that. I'll put out a whole load of links and we'll have you on there, uh, where he kind of basically just talks to his friends. And I really like that. Um, so I robbed that whole and that's why, if anybody listen as well, we'll also hear that the quality of this recording is significantly better than the shit that I'm doing. Mainly because Massey has got a fantastic setup, and he, and, he, and he's the he's the tech guy. We were just saying this before we came on air. Um, he's the tech guy. He's the guy that kind of sorts all those problems. So I said, well, as tech stuff's dead good. I've got like a shitty fucking paper cup with a piece of string in it, where Massey's got a set of microphones. So everything's going to sound much better. Don't get fucking used to it. Back to the old shit on the next one. But for the time being... My good friend, Massey.
0: How's it going? It's weird being (laughs) on someone else's (laughs) show. On someone else's show. When I go, what
1: the fuck do you think about this? Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Weird podcasts are weird though, eh?
0: Yeah, podcasts are weird. Everyone, I think everyone's got a podcast now, haven't they?
1: It's like the new. everybody's got a book in them. They haven't, by the way. Not everybody. But anyway, everybody's got a podcast in them. They haven't. Like everybody has got a book in them. Um... And what are one of the reasons what I do with the spoken metal? Show, I talk about people who who are really really passionate about kind of music in general, but also metal um, and rock music, if you want to sort of define the, the edges of it. Um, and I always start with talking about the first time people hear music, just music generally, <clears throat> and their first sort of introduction to what songs, and then and then we move into metal and that particular genre. So when you first kind to grew up and well, what was the first music you heard in the house jesus i can't even
0: fucking i, haven't, I don't think i've ever thought about this
1: mm. uh because i remember on, on massey did a podcast uh, the previous one with a, 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 a girl called priscilla and they talked about massey was explaining pantomimes to the to yeah. this yeah Would well, that <laughs> was then no, maybe like the first time when you heard musical theater like music that, i think it, all it right might have heard, been but like i grew up
0: you remember i grew up in iran so yeah, yeah i yeah, would have yeah. I'd heard like a lot of Iranian music because it's all the whole thing is like go around to someone's house, have fruit, yeah. have tea, dance to music, literally dance to music at their house. Yeah. And one of my earliest memories is of seeing one of the. They would. Everyone starts dancing. as like, you know how there's like a hip hop beat, there's a mm. death metal beat. If You hear the drums, you know what it is, right? Yeah, you can there's tell. It's an Iranian going... rhythm okay. of like music. I don't know what it's called. I just call it the Iranian well, what it, rhythm. What is an Iranian rhythm? It's like this really kind of Middle Eastern weird but it's just ingrained of, it's, it's ingrained just it's this, every song has got that it. same kind of rumba-ish kind, of, kind yeah. of beat to it and um yeah i remember seeing one of the girls who was with this massive family gathering she just turned a pan upside down and yeah. started doing it on the pan i remember being obsessed with the fact that she could just get something out yeah she just used the pan and then made that kind of sound so yeah. i've always kind of been obsessed with kind of I, I love, remember I remember copying that for ages and doing like a really shit version of it. She had like I,
1: I love how people appropriate stuff because it's just it's fucking necessity of invention. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. that like it's like I need to pound this beat out, so I'm gonna get this pan or a fucking bowl or whatever it is and start knocking about. I love that. I love how people create guitars and create instruments because I don't know what it is, it's like something inside them needs to be expressed. It's probably the purest form of expression you were seeing right there. She yeah. felt that beat. Up the, the the this this part and started playing I, that's i it was it... a
0: massive family gathering we hadn't been in iran for years i was like yeah. 12 and all of a sudden everyone's dancing as iranians do it's, it's super embarrassing if you're not in iran when you're yeah. in iran it's just part yeah, the because it's heavy. yeah but um and then just the, the only news that they had was this pan turned upside down yeah, and yeah. like i was I, I couldn't believe she'd made that sound out of it and it yeah, sounded yeah. like the music that they'd been playing in someone else's house it was fucking crazy but Embarrassingly, I think the first ever thing I ever bought was the Spice Girls. I remember I bought Wannabe by the Spice Girls. On As a tape. single, on a tape. Tape, yeah. I'm not sure whether it's because I like the music or because mm. I wanted to wank over the cover. I'm right. not sure. I well, know that, that I started part doing of the marketing one. marketing is, yeah. is
1: look at these attractive young ladies. Yeah. Of course, you know what I mean? That's like, and then, but weird. what's interesting about the Spice Girls is like kind of subversively or, or whatever way you want to see it, they kind of empowered women because girls were like you know yeah these girls are scarcely (laughs) clad but they they're starting to they ended up running when they first started i I know far too much about this don't i like when they first started they went like raided into record offices and started singing a song in the office and people like what the fuck get out and eventually they got signed but then
0: weren't they so they weren't manufactured then
1: no they were i think they were altered if you know what i mean they came in as one thing and i'm sure the record company got older but eventually they ended up like being very, very hands on with the business side of it, you yeah. Know? They so were they were saying. Beast, to be fair. So they were kind of saying, listen, you know, girls can be kind of, uh, you know, can can run their own destiny. That doesn't happen now. In the record industry, they've got onto that very quickly. They're not giving you the rights to, to anything there, but that's how they did it. But that was probably the the selling point. Was like, there's a, there's a group of attractive ladies with a song that we're going to repeatedly play. that is going to get into So You're well, both considering
0: that. considering. I now listen to metal to say that I start started with that. Was I mean? <laughs> it's great. They just shows how good a job they did. But yeah, 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 Um, our buddy Craig, he got me onto. I remember we had MTV in yeah. like the early nineties, and I remember just thinking, "Well, MTV is really weird." And yeah. seeing, I remember seeing Smashing Pumpkins tonight yeah. tonight, and thinking, "What the fuck?" A, is a this? long
1: time ago, ladies and gentlemen, there existed something called music television. MTV was fucking and And uh, believe it or not, it actually contained music. um uh, It was a lot of people's. First forays into music. They've seen the first time you saw the video and the music, which was a big medium back then. And like you saw, the, uh, was it Brothers in Arms? I think it might have been Brothers in Arms something like that. Uh, some Dire Straight stuff with the first kind of puts on. And they had like Headbangers Ball, which was one of the first. Headbangers places Ball, yeah. I, I, I found it. So the first sort of starings were were on there and that's kind of when you saw the smashing pumpkins and that's everything so you're looking early 90s to mid 90s yeah yeah that, that was a fucking great time it was a great for music era for that, music
0: like... i kind of just missed it because then our buddy Cray got me into smashing pumpkins and i remember going oh this is that song i heard a few years back yeah and then started a like 10 year hardcore obsession and that's yeah. when i really got into music was around yeah. there
1: i think that's what i was reading studies that the reason people like don't like See, like, I'm 43, and the reason I don't like music today, well, most of the music that, that I'm hearing now is because I don't get it emotionally attached to it as it did for, say, like Metallica or Priest or someone like that. Is because during the formative years of your brain and your, your your sort of your personality, the band that you latch onto or bands that you latch onto. They become more than just a bit of music it became like like postcards from from points in your life as well so they, you become almost ingrained with. so it, where you can do like three albums with yeah. a shit and it doesn't matter because they're your they were your band yeah. so did you feel that when you first kind of heard like the pumpkins you were like this is my band they're speaking Definitely, to me yeah hundred in, in that
0: whiny voice you had, you yeah. to- <laughs> well i couldn't believe the different genres of music what yeah. it felt like on one album you had like hmm. screaming Essentially, metal yeah, yeah. followed by love songs, where I was like sitting in bed thinking about a girl I fancied. Like, yeah, 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 this is about me and her. But I went to. Ridgeway High School on the knocky mate, and that was full <laughs> of people who were like, "Do you not listen to hardcore? No, Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not into guys with because at the noses same time and... there's an
1: explosion for metal and, yeah. and, and grunge and, and rap metal and new metal, if you will. There was also an explosion of uh, happy house and Scouse house. We Scouse house. We come from the northwest of England, and it, things like Scouse house. And this is like really abrasive sort of dance Shit music. music you talking about? But there was like you know, you think about like the Happy Mondays stuff. There was there was several big explosions yeah. around that time of, of these music, and those. people people massively got into that because it was part of a whole culture and we got into the things that were our things, which were also massively part of our culture. So at the same time that you got into that style of music and those bands, did you find yourself being influenced culturally as well? So you changed the way what you dressed like? you change what you wore? And Not that immediately,
0: of no, because I was in high school. So I was around, it was around year nine, I think. And like I said, it was me and Craig who yeah. were into the Pumpkins and everyone else in school was into hardcore. So... I literally thought it was only Craig and I that knew. Because yeah. the internet it was just... We didn't have the internet until the last year of high school. You didn't
1: have a, a discourse with it where you could talk to someone over no. in America about it. And, it, and yeah. we were
0: years ahead of everyone else. We got the internet like mid-90s. yeah, um, Like 96, 97, I think. We got online. So And that's when I was like, oh, everyone in America knows the Smashing Pumpkins. But then when I went to college, Birkenhead Sixth Form, when I was like 16... That's when immediately I bumped into Rich Kerrigan. And yeah. he was like, oh, you like the Smashing Pumpkins? Because I had like an Adore t-shirt on. And I was like, you know the Smashing Pumpkins. You know these people? I couldn't yeah. fucking believe I, it.
1: I, I remember talking a while back there to, to someone I was interviewing It was a long time ago. And I was talking about how that it's it, it sometimes seeing someone with a band t-shirt. If I see someone with like a black flag t-shirt or if I or you saw someone with a Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt, it kind of answered pre-answered questions yeah you kind of go okay well they can't be this and they can't be yeah. that and they covered so already you had that like sort of filtery checklist of what you thought about someone and how you exactly, you interacted. Yeah. it was already reduced so you saw Kerrigan and you were like shit he must be there must be a part of him, a thread in him that I can get on with like you yeah. know not I think we've probably lost that now like I don't really see that as much but what's interesting is is Craig Craig played guitar was that the first kind of the musician you met, or someone who played an instrument? No, my uncle, after? my uncle Steve was the first musician. Oh yeah, yes yeah. so he was incredible, be on my Yeah, and, yeah,
0: yeah. So um, I just recorded a podcast with him. that's going to get released soon. But yeah, he. So I, it was a really interesting time because Craig started. Craig was always been ahead of, of on everything. He's, basically. he's far too cool. He's, yeah, he's just, if just if you got into a Italian band, guy. Craig was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll pass yeah. that. Now. <laughs> so he um he got into a band, and I was like, you're playing music now? And he's like, yeah, and he got like a red strat and then like a year or two later i was like i went and saw my uncle play yeah live and i saw the drummer and he was just fucking amazing. because your
1: uncle's like this he was a he's um like a consummate professional so you know regularly gigging yeah regularly playing long sets uh you know of, of covers music really well real professional musician and that's kind of like seeing someone who's actually earning earning money from doing that do you yeah. know what I mean? And, and then you see, obviously, his drummer must have been of the same level and you he see him and he, fucking, he, he blows your time. mind. Yeah, yeah. So this is the start and the connecting the dots of that lady playing the the, 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 the bowl or the part, and then seeing the guy going, hold on, he's really, you know, there's a techno- technicality to it. It was instrument. unbelievable. I, I
0: saw them in the Piazza in Torquay and it was in his band called Man Thief and they were fucking amazing. I'll give you their album. Still fucking amazing yeah. album. Um, and so that was just before i got into the pumpkins i saw that guy playing and then craig got me into the pumpkins and i saw jimmy chamberlain playing yes. i was like this is clearly what i should be doing Yeah. yeah, yeah. and then it was just an obsession from that point yeah, on yeah, yeah. but then i got into heavier music the first really heavy band i got into was coal chamber okay. so i saw them on super rock on mtv super Two. Rock. i think it was yeah julia valley she was fucking amazing <laughs> um culture and i just yeah. couldn't fucking believe so talk about yeah. changing appearance that's corn was like in there yeah, adidas yeah. rock fucking fair supposed and never really yeah, been yeah. out of it but um that's when i started noticing that so that's when i got mm. my eyebrow pierced and it was like going from wearing i had this transition period right. i transitioned <laughs> during after school <laughs> so i had all my tracksuits like rip away adidas and yeah. all this fucking over the top who gives a shit stuff that i didn't care about but i just did water to fit in all yeah. of a sudden it was like Black, the baggiest jeans of all oh, time. Oh yeah, I loved it the baggy fucking, jeans, mate. It was amazing. <laughs> but looking back on it, I was typical angry, yeah, kind of don't get on with my parents kind yeah, of yeah. youth and that music. I don't the music did, understood me. I
1: just don't believe there's a there's a teenage group of people, a teenage person that doesn't have to go through that. I think you kind of have to go through the. Yeah. I'm sure. a bit of a dick and I don't know what I'm doing so I'm just going to re- rebel against this and I'm, yeah. I i don't really know what to wear so I'm going <laughs> to make that I'm but I see a lot of the memes of um, of People starter kits, and you see the pictures of yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. And, yeah but yeah. It, it's kind of a rites of passage, in order to find out who you are. It's like when you oh, go drinking for the first time, and you go, "Okay, well, I don't like that drink, so I'm never going to drink that again." And that makes you really hungover, so I'm not going to drink that again. So you kind of funnel system it down, and ultimately distill it to what you are. You know, Massey is sitting here today wearing a Skid Row. I'm only t-shirt. wearing it because
0: I'm on your podcast. <laughs> this is the only metal, this is the only metal t-shirt I still it own. I was really like, like I'm gonna I'll find it and I'll wear this. I wore this at the Skid Row gig, and then here. But
1: the point is, the point is that you've distilled all those things that you look like then to a version that's more closer to you and isn't that really what we're trying to do in life anyways just to get ourselves closer to the center of what we're meant to be so you see one one last one last thing on that um
0: so there's been many questionable fashion choices over the years
1: uh oh god i've had all the re- hairstyles like what have you got in fashion i've got in hair and facial styles yeah. I beat. you I'll, say you say adidas uh, uh tracksuit bottoms i'll say goatee uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah just a, i've got a i've got, a, I've got a, one for everyone you've got a, yeah and the, um,
0: the worst one ever because i went to quiggins in liverpool back when it was yeah, yeah. good before it moved to the new place um you remember the one that on was the back? such a hub? It was amazing. It was fucking hub. amazing. I love that place. I didn't hang around there, but I used to love going there with Kev, yeah, yeah. buying a t-shirt. You could buy up. like
1: stuff that was not was was uh, uh, under the culture, you know. So it, it was, was like great. it had yeah. t-shirts that said like "Listen to Black Sabbath" and all so, that. So yeah,
0: there was a t-shirt in there which I nearly bought, and I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> I didn't Life buy thing. it. It was a grey t-shirt, okay. and it said, "If you don't like my attitude, you can fuck <laughs> off." And I thought, I remember looking. I mean, oh. I held it and I was like, "This is this that what I want to put out in the your autobiography's world. name maybe the first chapter. <laughs> that's, that's just what and it was just like, like this aggressive kind of... It's
1: not even passive aggressive, is it? It's no, just straight up, yeah. fuck you, when everybody... It, like I, when a sticker on the back. When I grew like, up, I, I, I heard James Dean uh, and he was like, and he was like, what are you rebelling against? And he was like, what do you got? Yeah. And I used to think, wow, that's fucking, that's really cool. Like. Yeah. And then I thought, as I got older, I thought, what a dickhead. He's like, right. what this like sort of anonymous hate type of thing and that's like it's like fuck you it's like, yeah, just on. rebel against anything it's, it's like, like oh, hold on Wait, you don't have to do that shit yeah yeah.
0: and isn't it funny that that's the like age less, that it. most people go in the army and go off to war
1: well because they're, they're, they're malleable as a person they're, they're like you know they're open to buying spice girls albums they're open to exactly. going over countries and, and shooting people they're over to to do you know they're, they're very very influ- influenced by like, what's who am army. i what yeah. am i all about am i, I about spice so Girls? if, so, if someone comes along and 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 puts that in you, so to speak, like puts that kind of mantra into you, then at that stage, it's very hard to get that out. You've got that in, you know, it's almost impossible, which is good because you see that guy playing the drums and I'm sure you bent his ear and certainly bent your uncle's ear to go, how do I do that? Well, what's that? How does he get that? Where do you buy them from? And And so that's when it started you kind of building the drums. Did you start to buy a set?
0: No, the first thing I did was I... Went and bought a pair of drumsticks with my uncle, I think.
1: Oh, so you could just like tap out a rhythm on a wall? Yeah, and he showed me
0: a paradiddle and I was like, what?
1: Yeah. What? So uh, w- w- every so often, when I talk to people involved in various aspects of it, they'll they'll say something, and and there'll be some people out there. What the fuck does that? Good, mean? Let's leave them in the dark. <laughs> Paradiddles are an ancient art that we I'm cannot sure. reveal without the <laughs> sacrificing of a yeah. goat. Yeah, you need yeah. to
0: go. You need to have an uncle take you to a shop and show you. It. It's forbidden <laughs> knowledge.
1: So you face like getting drumsticks and you're like tapping out everywhere, left, right, and center, and you're working out different. Actually, know. the
0: first thing I did before I got these drumsticks, I had chopsticks. And an old drum kit that I'd been bought when I was a kid. I was a super spoiled child, and they bought me one of those like with clowns on it, like cardboard with like. So I got that down, and I remember I'd have two tom toms, and I'd be like (laughs) with chopsticks playing Geek USA by Smashing Pumpkins constantly in the house. And it didn't sound anything like it, but it was just about learning the rhythm for it, basically.
1: And the kind of just the stance, if you will, and kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's. It was just, a, yeah, so I was, bass drum was with my right hand and snare was with my left. Fucking hell, I haven't thought about that for a long time. Yeah. And that's how it started. Then I saw an actual pair of drumsticks, which are fucking massive. Yeah, they huge. I yeah. thought these are going to go through that drum. So, yeah, I was just tapping on the floor to begin with. But then I got a drum kit. I think my mum saw that I was super into it. And then, like, after like a year, she was like, all right, got me like a Hona from the catalogue, Littlewoods, like, Hona yes. LEX yes. drum kit. Um fuck i haven't thought about that for ages and it was <laughs> shit but it was also fucking amazing, amazing. Yeah. yeah like it was the best thing about drums are that when you buy a cheap kit a cheap kit it's just all the accessories that come with it are cheap the actual drums are really fucking good yeah. all drums are good you know it, it's difficult to get a shit drum essentially right if you replace it so you get this like nice progression if you're like me and you enjoy buying things instead of doing <laughs> things which is what i like doing i am um, you can slowly start to upgrade all the upgrade all the pieces mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. started by getting better drum heads on them you know which were like 10 pounds each so i'd save up get one drum head put it on and after a while this kit turned Starts into yeah because i bought this. a symbol then i yeah. bought a better symbol then i bought better stands because the yeah. stands start breaking but there's still the original drum kit was still there this blue right kit it's just that the stands and all the hardware yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. shit that they generally throw in. when you buy a professional drum kit you buy a shell pack that's yeah. it so the shell pack was great they just threw all this turkish hardware and fucking <laughs> symbols on top of it. So it was great. I just had slowly building up this kit and I did hmm. the kind of typical thing which it's like, oh, I'll, I'll get a cowbell now and I'll get you this." Need one, yeah. And you just keep building up this kit yeah, and after yeah. a while I'm like, "Hang on, I'm not, not
1: eventually learning you need that much." A gong, exactly, you and yeah. The shit, like, yeah. To be
0: fair though, I was practicing like 3 4 hours a day, which I yeah. that was in this room yeah. in this neighborhood with neighbors next door and they yeah. were cool with it. They were shit. just like they were like, "Yeah, it's fine. Just go for it. Just do it these hours." I was like, "They so had some idiot banging drums for going for four it. If it wasn't say. for those guys next door, yeah. they wouldn't." And they've moved now. I wonder why.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he shot himself in there. Nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He shot
0: himself with a machine gun to so the rhythm of some really shit Smash <laughs> Pumpkin song.
1: So when did the when when did the lights start going off? When did the there's the sort of moments where you're like, actually, I, I'm quite close to what I'm hearing now, or I can keep a beat. Yeah. Whether were were those moments where you're like, I'm keeping a full beat now.
0: Played because I used to play along to music on headphones, and I had like a few CDs. Actually, Craig had copied me one or two of his Total Guitar CDs from Total yeah, Guitar with, magazine was like, back, uh, like backing and track and stuff and on stuff and it, and. and yeah. um, I'd also got like a few other albums. I did all my music. I got through Craig because yeah. he got the internet first, and then he got Napster it, and all this really stuff. It's really
1: important, I think, with most most things in life that there's someone who kind of enables you, someone who kind of goes shows you the way, goes look, this is really good, this isn't so good, look at this, look at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and Craig's a lot of the time curated. Yeah, I remember speaking to him a few times. I sort of, I remember we all went out a while back, and he was there, and I was like, and the first thing we started talking about again was music. He was like, you mm. heard this, I was like, no, and he's like, oh yeah, we want to check, it out. but stay away from that. The first two albums, and i just like. He's this hive of knowledge, like so. He was probably going feeding you really good, good drumming. Then I imagine, good yeah. Drum. And it,
0: well, it started because Smashing Pumpkins was obviously way, way too hard. I still had to go, but I remember the first song I actually played and was like, "Oh, I've played the song." Probably was I the Tiger, like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And playing along to that, and it was just the most basic with yeah. like four or five note fills, uh, yeah. and then I moved on to. My buddy used to come around and jam. He bring like his little, his fucking Fender Telecaster, I'm like. Not an actual Fender, but yeah. like, uh, and like a little amp. Yeah, We spent half the time soldering his guitar cable because <laughs> it would just never work. I just buy a new cable. Yeah. Um And we playing Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Gosh just did. fucking loved it. It was so good. And that was did. the first Black Sabbath I ever listened to. I'm like, wow. this is fucking sick, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know it was Black Sabbath. And then he played me like, the like, riff. I was like, this is, like, just this is sick. It's it was well, so, it's, good. It's the, so good. At the end of every kind of... At the end of everything, we I did and I was like, "Oh, I can hit three symbols." Yeah, it was fucking sick. I loved it. um So that's when it really started. To, I really started to be like, "Oh, I can play now." Yeah, like yeah, you learn yeah. a few beats. Yeah. But then I had the same thing happen that once I can, an expert is just somebody who knows more than you in something. Generally, right. like fifty percent more than you or something. Yeah. So once I became good to the general public who aren't musicians, I. It's not that I stop practicing, it's just that I turn the heat off quite a bit. Right. And that's happened with so many things that I've done. As soon as I can impress a bunch of people, I'm like, all oh, right, yeah, I'm pretty good now. See? So I've had like oh, okay. these these like up and down yeah, yeah, yeah. spats of like practicing, you know what I mean? It'll take yeah. something to kind of really get me into the mood for practicing for something, like right. some kind of challenge. So then the challenge was to be recognized as a drummer, I guess.
1: Okay, so then... When you when you start you're playing with someone else and you kind of got out when did you kind of have, have uh, an introduction to playing with a whole band? I like with a bassist as well, and then getting used to tempos and stuff You're trying to lead me into that. talking about Bench of God, aren't I you? I am I am a hundred percent trying to lead you there. Yeah. Listen, i am no frost Nixon here. Like I will just put this on Front Street. So Matthew's in a band called Bench of God, and they, they, oh, they, great, they were fabulous. They? they were fabulous. That's it. Uh, that's a bit of an exaggeration. They were no, they were fabulous because it was it was a beautiful thing. It only lasted a short period of time, but it was it was just a beautiful thing. Did we? Did we play on the same bill? We I don't play together, We did. We,
0: we spoke about doing. It. I played with you we guys. Came with close, yeah, we came very close, didn't we? That's we're when bench- I first met you. You were talking about yeah, putting yeah. on the show, and you spoke about properly marketing it. Whereas everyone else in the Birkenhead yeah. metal scene yeah. was all about what guitar they had and and playing it, which is fine. That's what I was like as well. But you were the first person who was thinking about how do we put a show on. And I was like, oh, this guy's actually sounds quite interesting to you know what I mean. You were talking about flag smasher versus. I was yeah, I was more
1: I was I was I I hear what you're saying about that, having that undulating sort of learning curve where it's like you learn something so you, you you can impress some people, but and then you turn the heat off. You just you don't push yourself as further to be like really, really good at the instruments. And I get that because I had the same thing. Once I knew I could play my set of 30 minutes. I switched from going, okay, how do I showcase that set better? How can I put that up on, on yeah. a show on uh, at a gig? How can I put a gig together? How can I uh, promote that gig? This was before social media. It was like, how do I do that? Mm. So I remember like, I remember the first sort of CDs that I saw from Bench of God. It was like a, a CD and it had Bench of God written on still it. Still got like was, 10 I brand I new mint ones. And I was like, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. I was just blown away because it was like... I imagine what the, the 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 kids of the the sixties and seventies when they got a vinyl pressing of their album was the same thing as with CDs. It was at the yeah. time it was just as hard. Nowadays you can uh, you know put, put something, burn something to a CD in seconds. Back then it mm. was still a dark art. It was like how do you burn it? What do you do? You have to have what do you have to do? What thinking back you to
0: it now, actually, I'd say that playing in Bench of God is the and this is the, the cheesiest thing I've ever said, but that's the most the purest form of playing I've ever done. Right and i think it's because i just didn't give a shit yeah, yeah, yeah about so i remember playing live yeah and it wasn't that hard music but with music i could play really well so i could really go into the performance for it yeah so i did that every single time whereas since then i've always used bands that i've got into i, I go for bands which are established and have lost their drummer. i love that because it's like okay. you've got two weeks or three weeks to learn this entire set so, i yeah. fucking love that challenge but because of that i'm always playing at the peak of my performance so i'm like just this guy in the middle yeah yeah. With, yeah. you know what i mean just yeah, yeah. really really concentrating whereas the bench of god i knew all the stuff mm. we put the band together really quickly it was like i put a <laughs> my friend al so alan the guitarist yeah. he showed me the advert that he replied to and it was in what were the two music shops curly's, curly's and dawson's dawson's, yeah. dawson's one where you went in and it was on the left that's right the message board yeah, yeah, thing yeah. it said something like <laughs> Uh, I'm into these bands, blah, 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 blah. Call me on this number and then paragraph... And if you like lincoln park you can go back to your dad and he was like i'm Jeez. calling this guy he still got it
1: that's amazing that was like a
0: joke that me and my buddy barlow had about yeah, scrappy yeah. do why doesn't he go back to his dad and i, <laughs> I hated lincoln park at the time because it was a cool thing to do well <laughs> now i realize that. they're fucking amazing so i got in this band <laughs> with alan and then we got alicia from my player. college yeah. on bass yeah. and then we met dave yeah was well known around the birkenhead metal scene. Yeah, yeah. and we just quickly put together an album an ep yeah recorded it i pressed all the stuff we all recorded the cds um i printed off all of the stuff at college real gorilla style. yeah yeah like, and then yeah. We, we put it all out and we just immediately were gigging we had a website up with a message board it was like it was legit it was yeah. we it didn't have to be perfect we just get it out quick whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. now it's like i just played in a band in australia where this was you know fucking incredible band i had to like it was some of the hardest metal i've ever played like 30 second notes at like 150 bpm and all this crazy madness and then they never put their album out yeah yeah. they didn't put their album out because it was like no it's not perfect yeah it's one of the greatest metal albums i've heard from an unsigned band honestly one of the greatest metal albums now
1: now we're kind of like finally free to literally like i can say whatever i want now put it out on, I can do it live, I can do it via my phone, I can film me saying and doing anything I want and immediately, instantaneously stream it on and have it out there, that didn't exist. And I think maybe because of that existing now, some people are almost going the reverse of that. So yeah. like, oh, if it doesn't look amazing, don't put it out. Then it's, it's got to look perfect. It's got to be. There's, you're not going to see those kind of albums with 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 mistakes almost or rough. And st- you're not going to see that. Like you know, Black Flag's damaged album right. would never have passed the the, the record level, ever they and go, "This is terribly recorded, yeah. and this would never have got to that thing." It's interesting
0: think. with metal, isn't it? This is what I've been thinking about a lot recently. Is that especially nowadays, and um, I love it. Like I'm not knocking it, but it is so overproduced, and that's yeah, how you yeah. get like some of the sounds like after the burial they have it's just unfucking believable yeah, yeah. where it just sounds like this one stabbing guitar drum yeah, yeah. hell sound i fucking yeah. love that stuff but you look at some old albums like benty go we recorded that album live loads of bands used to record their albums yeah, live yeah. and you look at how things are going down now with youtube podcasting snapchat and the fucking how ubiquitous vertical video is and i think it looks terrible people actually like stuff that looks a bit shit because it feels real yeah yeah totally. i think the problem with metal nowadays can be that it gets a bit away from that a little bit mm. but also i love that i love how the overproduced kind of periphery yeah. kind well of if the problem is sound. is that you're,
1: you're talking about two two vast continents here so you're talking about the gorilla style kid in the garage uh, which like metallica starts like metallica's first album i said this on a, on a, on a previous podcast kill em all is terribly recorded it's fucking awful is it's yeah i used to listen to it on
0: tape that was copied two tapes over and, it and, so that's car. There,
1: and then you have the massively massively produced album by i'm trying to think of someone who'd, who, who'd have a massively produced someone like avenge sevenfold this massively produced the orchestral movement type of massive thing there now both of them done well if you know what I mean, is, is a different world. So done well for Event Sevenfold is well orchestrated, well put together, well recorded parts, produced beautifully by someone who knows what to do. And that sounds great, there's nothing wrong with that. Same thing for the guy in the garage. Like, as long as the vibe is there, I think that's the word, yeah? is The, uh, the yeah. people in the middle, though, are struggling to get that perfection they won't get uh, and and struggling to leave it where it could be a little bit chitter and, and a little bit uh, rustier. Completely subverting the vibe. That it should just come across as sounding amazing. Listening back to like uh, Rage Against the Machines' first album a couple of weeks ago, so it was like twenty five years had been out or something. Fucking and out. and it, it, it's it's well, rec- but the biggest thing that comes across is the energy and yeah. the vibe, and that's what I I remember hearing about that first album. I got I remember thinking these guys just really enjoy playing, it. and that comes yeah, right. we'll that'll see. come across no matter what you what you record on, you know. Um, so then you you're playing that, and there's a little bridge now before you get to playing. Massey basically became, almost became a session, session drummer, is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I had a few years getting into a few other, because then after that it began, like most of my musical life has been playing with my mates in practice rooms, trying to put a band together, mm. you know. So after Bench of God, we... <laughs> <laughs> sounds so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> after Bench of
1: God. After Bench of God. Uh,
0: after that, I was, I spent like a few years playing with... Um, with you and Jim, yeah. I was playing with Al as well, and with Craig and Jim as well. Um, just, just for years and years, playing in practice rooms down in Birkenhead, and it was just hours of just playing every week, and it was almost yeah. like a social meetup to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing I really miss more than anything. You, I miss you, gigging. I miss yeah, because you get in the room, but while you're setting
1: shit. up, you talk shit and bust each other's oh, balls and great. Then you set up and you play a couple of times and then it breaks down, you have another conversation about something that's happened then you load yeah, yeah. up again and you away you go. And that's that. That's the, the, the great... Nowadays, when you go to band practices now that I've seen, it's like it's fucking... If you fucking dare crack a joke, we're fucking serious. You've got it is to really serious. You know, and, it's and, getting like Whiplash, the movie. Yeah, and it's like... It was meant to be a, a byproduct of four people who were on the same page getting together and playing. That's what it, it was depends, meant to be. It depends though,
0: you know, because when you... I don't know actually yeah I'm thinking about the way because it, it, the Australian metal scene in Sydney and Melbourne Completely different, and they are very much like that, but they've got a fucking killer metal scene out there.
1: Yeah, well, I, the one of the bands I knew, we both know Dead City Ruins. Yeah. Like, if they said that in certain pockets, there is a great scene. Yeah, but he said outside, they were of, the like, guys the, that bumped into me in yeah, Sydney, and, and they were like, You know, that was great. That that was. Was so, I got a phone great. call about like one o'clock. Oh, god, I did. We have to, I was, I, the longest, the, the shortest story I can tell this is so I was out with, um, I think, yeah, I think it was Ugly Good Joe first, and they were touring with, uh, they were being supported by a band called Dead City Ruins, this wonderful Australian, great, great band. And all the, the old rose tattoo and acdc sort of stuff all mangled together in this kind of thin lizzy thing with a bit of a and they were just they're just a fabulous band and um i get a phone i i, I told them and said and they were going back to australia after they finished the tour and i said the best of luck and blah, blah blah and i completely forgot that massey had been in australia and about two o'clock in the morning about half one in the morning my phone goes because obviously the time difference and i pick up the phone and it's uh and it's massive and i'm like everything everything goes, all right what's going on like and he goes oh, i've got someone here he wants to be literally didn't even really set it up hands the phone so i think it was mickey and Mickey says i, I can't i will attempt the worst australian acting accent but he goes there uh, he goes all right cope you fucking can't. <laughs> can't and i was you? just like
0: <laughs> that was so funny i was
1: like what i had to i had to process what had happened in How two is this worlds possible, yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah, they were they were a great bunch of lads, but they were telling me that in certain pockets it's a great scene, but outside those pockets it's fucking awful because Australia's fucking massive. It's
0: massive, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll get to Australia. That was an interesting part yeah, of, of yeah. playing, basically. But yeah, so I was playing with you guys and playing with my mates, which I really miss. I think we need to arrange one of those for next time I'm yeah, back during Christmas, telephone like, yeah. Um huh. just guitars and drums in a room and all our friends. Yeah, Sounds yeah. awesome. Uh, then I got into, then I was just, uh, I remember uh, thinking, wow, it's really difficult to get any bands off the ground at the moment um so that's when i looked for a band that needed a drummer and that's when i got into they speak in swarms which to this day is still the greatest band i've ever been in. <laughs> They're fucking amazing i still listen to the music it's so good screamo band essentially yeah, with yeah. jeff this welsh dude and he was doing both the heavy and the clean vocal and it's like all of my valentine days, yeah. better but better in my opinion Fucking amazing amazing band um so i that was the first time i'd ever had having to step up yeah in because i up until that point i still only had like a few kind of tools in my toolbox kind of thing and i've been playing for like six seven years at that point yeah. and then i had this six tracks to learn for a gig in like a month and it was the first time i was like oh i've got to and it was got i got mean for, for those
1: that haven't heard and i strongly recommend checking them out because they, they were oh, fucking amazing this isn't complicated music this this yeah, is this, this is not hard. like you know yeah. okay verse chorus verse chorus no, solo it's chorus it's like yeah it's incredibly technical it is and it's a lot of
0: weird fills that i just wasn't used to doing it's not your yeah. usual kick drum heavy mm. metal music it's this weird mix and you know like the the song called new london fire which is the only time i've ever had a crowd of people singing back ah, yeah. and those not singing it. i was like what the fuck is going on here that has a fucking war guitar solo in it yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're going from this hardcore like metal yeah. screaming to then awesome Old school guitar, so it's yeah. sick. I'm gonna to listen to that after this. I haven't <laughs> listened to it in a while. So I was with yeah. those guys for a while, and then inevitably people start leaving the band. Just what ends up happening, yeah, yeah. and you're trying to hold that on together. And then after that, I played around with like a few other projects, and that's when I started doing the session drumming stuff. I think a few years. So yeah, passed.
1: that 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 was was this before or after you got rid of your drum kit? We coming so up to that point because I think I w- that's pretty critical. That I means. was
0: like after university, I went and i worked in like an office job for like five years and after you pay your student debt and you then you're like okay you've been in an office for five your life up to this point has been uni getting bladdered basically and school and everything, and then they're like, "Okay, welcome to the real world." And remember, yeah. people kept There's saying that. I was like, "Is this is this all that life is?" And they're like, "Well, welcome to the real world." Meaning, yeah. well, it's been shit for me. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to enjoy. Path, they're wrong. I'm going to enjoy watching you have a shit time. Yeah, so yeah, after yeah. like four years, I went on like a few holidays and spent loads of money. You know. Yeah. And I remember getting back and going, "That is that I've got to wait a year to go on another to holiday do that again." So I packed the job in, gave my notice, and my plan was to go travelling. But then right. I thought, "Hang on, I've got an opportunity here to." It was around the same time, uh, during my notice period, I just put an advert on Gumtree, like drummer available, because I saw some other guy, I, don't, I think his name was Tim Kitchen, who did right. it online. And I got this, this guy sent me a uh, song for 30 quid, which is a lot of money, 30 yeah. pounds. It's 30 fucking pounds, 30 hell of pounds. a lot of money still. Yeah, like for yeah. First time you're getting paid. For, yeah. And he sent me this song, which was this shit love song <laughs> that was out of fucking... <laughs> no the tempo was all over the place he recorded it live. the first lyrics were i went to the supermarket to buy a loaf of bread that's literally what the lyrics were i still got it somewhere i record i recorded on my roland td 12 drum kit and i record it just line out straight into it recording it live you know Uh, and that slowly grew and developed then over my notice period from work and to them, me going actually, I'm not going to go traveling yet. I'm just going to see if I can see live and can do, do this. this for a while. So yeah. I moved home, and started learning how to session yeah, drum. Yeah, because you I, like I, did
1: like a, a blog and stuff, and you yeah. kind of made yourself kind, a kind of something of a profile of trying to yeah. do that. Like, yeah. yeah, I
0: was like, okay, let's see how, how this goes. I think people might be quite interested in it because everyone I knew was uh, was mo- everyone was in the nine to five work yeah. life. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a risk. Let's see, let's show people. And I also read a book called The Four Hour Work Week by right. Tim Ferriss, which was. Massive for me at the time. um We talked about you know unjobbing and everyone lives the deferred life plan, which is you know you wait till you retired and then you start living, but you might not get there, like you were saying yeah. on the last podcast. Yes, and yes, yeah. It, at the very least, it's the worst insurance policy of all time because you might not get there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Plus, if you do get there, you're an old haggard person and, and gonna be able to what enjoy you're going to be able to do, right? Yeah. yeah. So that started. I, I did like six months of session drumming, and I couldn't believe how. I started getting, like, offers to do things, hmm. like, quite, like...
1: Fairly regular semi Yeah,
0: pretty... I got loads of work. I got. Yeah, I went yeah. from, like, £30 a
1: session to £100. I was charging a track, which... So that's like for for those listening as well to, well, so I've spoke to session drummers and, and things like that. People are wondering how do I get into that world, and yeah. and Massey's a perfect example. That that holds true even now is that you still do it easily. You can yeah. you can do it. There are people there that basically just need someone to a uh, fly in for for that particular song, and, and you can. And now with the wonder of the of the internet, you can do that online. you so well, you your
0: You're basically the first person who. I remember when I played for. I think you introduced me to it to be honest with you if i think about it oh so so i'm saying i've completely skipped over the fact that after uh, bet- after bench had gone before me and you started playing together in um sign of four yeah that's when you asked me
1: to fill in oh, for yeah, your we band had, we yeah, had yeah. a show a terrible show we had a we had a show where it was like chromium one... record showcase <laughs> god's band showcases man fucking hell it was and bad. and you i it's oh, just awful thing where you have to get up and play in front of a, a group of judges and in adverted commas and they basically i don't know what you oh, jesus christ we were so naive and and i needed a drummer and it was like i need a drummer so massey could you could could you could you fill in and i think we maybe had two practices and then we did the show
0: but i remember it was after that i'd bumped into your mates dave and um, the rest of the guys yeah. from the van. i forgot <laughs> names. It was a long time ago. This is, yeah too much <laughs> traveling um i remember they were like oh it's I saw them out in the Iron Door Club or something and they were like the Iron Door it's the session drummer they said that to me and I was
1: like am I, oh, re- I, I recognised as a session ah, drummer so it was through okay. doing
0: that that I kind of thought oh right okay. I, I can be that person and I remember thinking "That's what? that must have been what did it because mm. it's weird I haven't thought about this stuff for years but I had to learn your set to play yeah. it live. And it was about eight songs? Something te- eight, like eight that. Eight songs
1: yeah. like that. Not incredibly complicated. Not but, but it was more a it's case more of more a
0: case of just the challenge of learning people's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what made me go, Oh, I like this. And that's when I did yeah. the, that's what gave me the confidence to do the to join Swarms and do that. It's thing interesting, isn't later. it? How some people kind of fuck, I didn't realise I've got you to thank for that pretty much. No, blame would be the steam, right word. The but yeah. yeah, for wasting <laughs> fucking years. Wasted years. <laughs> but but, but
1: the thing is that the thing is is that you it's our, it we all say oh we are our own people we decide who we are but the reality of it is is that you what people start to call you is pretty much what, what you, you start are, to yeah. become so I imagine that way back then when I said when they said he's our session drummer, well you were,
0: you were referring to me as that as yeah well. that was I, as, I, I that you that, start going. Yeah
1: yeah i'll I'll wear that coat i'll I'll wear that hat i'll i can i can be respecting
0: what people are doing and not Mm. being like you know because you know what the attitude's like like you and i are both doing a podcast now and it's like oh you podcasters now that's what (laughs) we think the attitude might Mm. be whereas in actual fact people actually really enjoy a podcast yeah i uh, I think it comes from being growing up on in birkenhead and like, well, you'd
1: have that. You said it. You were saying about it in that, um, in the last podcast. Like, Massey did it. Does, obviously, there's does a podcast called Midnight Mass. I'd really suggest you checking that out. But the last one he, he did with a, a girl called Priscilla. And she was talking about um, how people view her when she was in high school. And Massey was talking about how. People saying, oh, do you buzz off that? And do you was buzz like, off that, do yeah. And it was almost a bad thing <laughs> was bad to, to be into something. To enjoy something. To be into to enjoy something. So, yeah, it's like... Doing it's your weird. podcast this weekend with Mark. Yeah. Are, are you, you buzzing are off are that, you are, are you? Are you all podcasting now, are yeah, you? Yeah, and you see that remember, cl- their fist clenching next I remember next playing to a, fair, one of my first ever gigs where it was a paying audience, and I got a round of applause, and I had a green room and a, whatever, and all that stupid shit, and I had that. And I remember going into work the next day, and one of the delivery drivers going, so, are you, are you a rock star now? And, and he meant it okay. like you know to take the piss out of me but in my mind i was like i am a musician now because he yeah. said like he took the piss out of me and as i imagine there's a little bit of that where you kind of went okay yeah okay maybe maybe i am then maybe mm. it can be like you know mean you as much as labels can do anything for you that, that kind of started that's... maybe putting you in the, in the room like yeah God, you know
0: what the stuff you keep saying keeps like triggering like old memories because i completely forgot like the first gig i ever played mm. You said, when did you play with, like, a bunch of musicians? A
1: group of musicians. With a, with a yeah, yeah. So you have to keep time and shit like that.
0: I, um, I went around to my buddy's house from college, and he just got a drum kit, and I played on his drum kit. This was before Benji God. Yeah, And I can't believe I didn't remember this. And his dad was in a eight-piece soul band called Chico. Wow. That played on, like, yeah. around the Wirral and, and stuff. And
1: they're going to be rad on aren't they? And if... then...
0: The next day in college, he comes in, and he goes, I'll be that." And my dad was like, would you want to fill in for his band sometime? And I'd seen his dad's band play. They were fucking yeah. like professional, professional outfit. Yeah, they yeah. had like... And that's the first gig I did. So the first gigs I ever did. Wow, that's a was, heavy gig to do. Yeah. That. So I had to learn an entire yeah CDs soul's, yeah. I, I had to, And the first time I played was at the gig. Fuck that. So they gave me. So the first gig I ever did was they gave me a CD yeah. of like two sets. It was about thirty odd songs. Yeah, yeah. There'll be two music out, I didn't offsets, fucking yeah. know yeah. at all. And, and it's soul. And it's, I was playing a fucking. You got wedding. Like a horn
1: section and a fucking oh, yeah. Mate. When it's called stabs, I
0: counted in and. Um, immediately it was like I think it was Soul Man
1: we started with
0: and it was the I was used to hearing guitars but all all of a sudden it was like two sax and a trumpet yeah it's a horn section best sound ever Yeah, yeah. so So I played with them like three or four times and I got 50 quid at the end of the night Yeah, and I was like 18 at a wedding and that was the first time i kind of done it so I suppose that was similar kind of session I was was always kind of
1: like I remember the first gig I got paid for Oh yeah, and I wish I'd kept it. I think it was twenty pounds, and I wish I'd kept that twenty pound and put it in a a frame somewhere. You know, because that that for me, it isn't the case. But for me, uh, a professional musician is someone who earns a living by being a musician, and it's uh, the reality is that not a lot of people can say that because it's so up and down. You you basically don't earn enough. You have to you know, kind of. Have do other roles and kind of have other incomes as well to do it. It's very rare you meet someone who can do it for a living. But what's interesting is the word professional. So uh, I got to meet a hero of mine a couple of weeks ago, Phil Hilborn. Hilborn, sorry. And he's uh, he writes for guitarists, guitarists. And I used to read all his stuff religiously when I was like 17, 18. And I got to meet him. He is a professional musician at a high level. But he always said that one of the the things he was I took from him was he was like, sometimes you're flown in to do a gig. So to, to speak, and he said, The key thing is, you're there to do that, you're mm-hmm. not there to bring your own personality or yeah. sound like Massey or sound like Cooper, or whatever it is. You're there to do that job. That AP Soul Band didn't want your interpretation of Sam no. and Dave, yeah. didn't want your interpretation of Soul Man, they wanted Soul Man, you exactly, play that. yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's a different discipline where you can't put your own little flourishes. You can't do that. People know Soul, man. It's written, in, in, ingrained in the, the stone of their ears. You know, yeah. you can't... So that's, inc- that's a massive straitjacket to kind of sit and wrestle him for a set. Like, that must have been fun I took man.
0: a double bass pedal with me. Didn't use it.
1: What the fuck would you take that for? I like, know, just to show people just that I had to hit one. Yeah. someone with something just you to, Imagine, you know, I, it mapping. shows that
0: I haven't really thought about this stuff for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Because after... And I think what it is, is I've kind of fallen out with being in bands quite a lot yeah. it's kind of because after so i did the session work for a few years uh, not for a few years for like six months yeah. and then i was like right okay i could keep doing this but i want to go and travel i'll watch the beach again basically and i was <laughs> like
1: so, so, so i <laughs> and and he underplays us every single time we talk about it but it it, it it was a significant moment in his life that's undeniable but the people that were watching him and the people watching him it was all significant moment for them in their lives. So Massey basically, I, without, I don't want to over dramatise it, but you'd essentially no, let's sold. over dramatise. Okay. It, come on in a fit of rage yeah, yeah, in a cold dark night yeah, with the lightning yeah, yeah, like light. yeah. yeah he he sold all his shit
0: that was fucking hardcore you sold
1: everything yeah, you, yeah. Sold, you sold his drums to a bit lesser or greater degree you sold everything you had and, and went went. that's traveling. what. That's all I had was drums yeah. I had a
0: drums and a Macbook and you I got, got rid, rid of, of all your,
1: you got rid of all your CDs and shit I remember that being a, a weird that thing was a,
0: yeah yeah I got rid of I remember and moved I,
1: into the digital age I moved before into the digital age as soon to. as possible Yeah, I had yeah. like
0: 60 Smashing Pumpkin CDs and they don't yeah. have 60 albums so yeah. I, I, I I had like... I should have kept them all. I had yeah, like yeah. rare, like you know, singles which were only sent out to yeah, rate yeah. you know, which is one track. My, yeah, kind you, of you did this kind of
1: stuff. like like purging of, of of physical property. It felt like uh, you were just kind of shedding this whole skin and becoming weird, something yeah. else. Like, I remember There's you giving me, kind of went, giving me a Mudvayne CD, going, I don't need CDs anymore. I have it all on digitally. And I was just like,
0: Do you remember something I was thinking about recently? Do you remember so. when you and John came around here and we had a skip in the back garden? Yeah, and a Super Nintendo and a NES? I, and yeah, a so, here's what
1: happened. I know exactly that broke down yet so we were in your front room and he goes i don't need to i'm playing now or i'm emulating all my games now on pc it was this massive like i don't want anything physical and he had like a super NES uh snares and he put it put it they said oh I, you can have that i was like don't throw it don't throw out, i'll have that and then we got all the games because jimmy i think about it at the time also had one and we put the games all like, separated and we go, you pick one i pick one and
0: it we, looked like you guys i was going through a breakup but you guys were separating me and my girlfriend stuff yeah it was, that's a, me. That it was a breakup ex- between yeah. me and physical shit. and i just yeah.
1: thought to myself like what the fuck is this guy doing do you know what i mean it's i like, just went
0: like i when kev my buddy kev super super geek fucking yeah amazingly intelligent guy right yeah. he i remember when he showed me that you could watch South Park on your computer mm. and it'd take you all night to download it and yeah. i thought oh we don't need to have physical things anymore because i'm like a terrible hoarder i'll have like you know yeah. i've got back into i've got like 12 rubik's cubes now it's really bad yeah, but yeah. that's like a cheap but that's, thing you know yeah
1: <laughs> but that's is, is it fair to say because i would say of myself and that's not me saying, like trying to, to secretly get in seed you into this but Uh, Would you say you had an addictive personality in that respect, in terms of learning things and picking up things? I think I have that too. And I don't think it's a bad thing. It can can be, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I've always
0: had this thing where, if you wanted, and I think a lot of people can identify with this. All right, I I need to get in shape. So I'll buy a gym membership and I'll buy myself a cross trainer for the house. And I'll buy, like, you know, new Adidas trainers and all this. And then, oh, well, but I'll actually work out tomorrow. You know what I mean? I was joking about doing stand up. You know, oh, before I start stand up, I'm going to start. You know, like looking at mics online, I buy me a mic. Yeah, because you know? that'll 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 help. That'll help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that adds three cute.
1: points to your comedian rating. That does, yeah, it yeah. It comes
0: yeah. to a point where you, when you're a young person, you're playing with toys, and then you're growing up. You can still buying things is like doing something.
1: Is it true? A accruing sort of knowledge, exactly. Stuff, even? Yeah, you know, and I so.
0: found that like by owning things, it was kind of holding me back a little bit just because of the way I... I don't think it's the same for everybody, but I spent more time caring about the thing than actually using it. I didn't like that and I wanted to get away from it. And then when I went traveling, I went down to remember everyone saying to me who've been traveling, like, oh, you need, like, a massive 60-liter backpack, and I was away for six months and all this, and being careful, like, we're going to get carry-on luggage, and that's it, yeah, and yeah. to this day, I'm still traveling with the same 40-liter carry-on backpack, and everyone's yeah. like, How'd you you, you, you turn up, and there's, like, people with two full suitcases for a few weeks, and I'm like, okay, this is my bag, and I've been away for six years, yeah, you yeah. know.
1: Here's here's where I'm circling with, with this, so Massey gets rid of a lot of stuff and kind of purges this sort of physical thing so he can go traveling, and... And still do I've got seven know. grand
0: for all those drums. That's fucking amazing.
1: <laughs> and do you know what that'll be though? That'll be your rosebud, won't it? Yeah. On, on your deathbed, you'd be like, I'll be like, I'll, I'll, I'll ring it up. I won't be still alive, but someone will ring you up and be like, I found the guy who's got those drums. Yeah. He wants them. And you will. And you're like pay him what he wants. <laughs> pay him whatever. He, goes, he, he wants seven point eight million pounds. Goes just pay. Him. Just buy. Yeah, and you get yeah. it back, and he'll do like maybe one do do do, and that'll be the end. I'll I'll do the music, yeah. and you know? then yeah, <laughs> I'll do, I'll do it in the air tonight, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, and I'll just like drop credits. off the drop yeah. off the planet. Well, because what I'm what I'm circling around to is is now what Massey has is is has always been, is a, a really good bead on modern music's kind of distribution and and application. I've always found it interesting how you perceive it. So getting rid of all these things, how? Does that translate now to modern music that you listen to? So, how do you now digest your music and and metal and stuff like that? Is yeah. it your case of so how do you find that now? You don't go to a record. Spotify. Shop so that is that's it. Because when I was setting up the podcast, the master was one of the guys I was going to. Say, how do you do it? Where, where right. do you start? Who do you, do you go to? So, is that where you kind of find like if I, if you want to, if I said to you what you what your metal fix now is it YouTube is it Spotify no Spotify is because
0: Spotify has finally finally got to the point where you get big artists, shit. I mean, I'm on Spotify, you yeah. know, for, with with my podcast. So anyone can get on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh really easy to publish. And it's all you can just do play me some new shit based on what I like. And yeah. it works really well. It's one of the few things. Unlike Netflix, which is like, hey, you watched UFC. Do you want to listen to Amy Schumer? I'm like, you guys have got no fucking idea what I yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. The algorithm for Spotify is actually really good. And before Spotify I used to use like just any pirated website, which is what we're coming around to. I am like, I am all for everything being digital. I don't think music is something you should charge for. I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff at all, which is why the second stuff started going digital, I was like, you mean I don't have to own all these CDs? Mm. All right, rip them all, sell them. Someone else can have that weight and I'm just going to go around with a thousand songs i, I think or i think Should what I close these blinds yeah what,
1: what what are the one of the problems i think or one of the, the interesting sort of quandaries you have with modern music and how you're you and certainly within metal which is a very much a giga medium is that you have these massive bands let's always say metallica because they're the, the, the top sort of people or acdc they obviously have huge problems with people um Pirating their music and taking their music because it's m- millions and millions of dollars of lost revenue for them is the way they see it. Right. But then I always think of a band that's just st- imagine if you were just starting out as a band and you'd done one album and you heard that it'd been pirated I don't know, let's make some numbers up here pirated 35,000 times in Pakistan or 30, 37,000 times in Canada yeah. or somewhere else. How pissed off would you be? You probably wouldn't be because, well, you're not losing any money, but and you're your music's getting heard. I'd so be question, fucking over the moon. I'd yeah. be like, break out the champagne. So, so the question it. becomes like, when when does piracy, like you say, I know you're a firm believer in, in ownership is is, is bullshit to, to that type of thing. You know, I think what it comes from is. I don't think necessarily the bands made that decision. The businessman made that decision, and I think someone like Lars, when he had that big thing with Which Napster, decision, the, the decision deci- to go after Napster, and the all decision that kind to of go stuff. after piracy, so fervently, um, like someone like Lars, obviously incredibly talented businessman, his business side kind of came to the fore. Whereas if you think about it, and I, why does this never get brought up? The reason he got into the bands, the new wave of British heavy metal that he listened to, mm. was because he tape traded. Right, yeah, he t- he t- he, t- he did the most pi- primitive form of piracy. Yeah. He copied Saxon's, Sa- Saxon's album, yeah. and, did, and, they, and 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 tape traded, sent them via post to all over the country. Listen, got an album by Diamond Head and listened to that at home or whatever. Yeah, and that's uh, what we that, all did. That's how we did. it. So now. I, so we all I, had. To, I had an yeah. entire
0: load of TDK tapes. That I used to buy from downtown. I get. Can you copy that album? Yeah. Ride the lightning. You know, can I copy it? He, can I have the new Metallica? Album? Lars,
1: you're most more than welcome to come on this show and and and, and speak about. Because I I genuinely want to know what he thought about. What when did that become? Yeah. Uh, you know a, a, the taboo and and not the done thing. Now is it was it just when the money became so much yeah that's what it is do you think
0: that's what it was it's not the music industry didn't die the CD industry died I fucking hate it when people talk about oh it's killed the music industry no the music industry used to be we're around a campfire and I'll sing a song and then you might go and pirate that song by singing it to somebody else yeah cds were just a way of me not having to be there with you when you sang, sang a song the radio did the same thing yeah. tapes gramophone all that kind of stuff but then it it went to the next level which was we can distribute this stuff really quickly and look throughout history whenever anyone is distributing information and people lose control of it people also lose their shit and stop putting people in jail killing them whatever yeah the, it became better it became we, we no longer needed a middleman to pass the music and then the middleman's like oh but i was making a load of money and all these bands are making a load of money from it like, i'm sorry but yeah. that time is over the horse and cart moved over for the automobile Th- is,
1: yeah that's a, it's extremely valid point there What well, because what it is like i was listening to, uh steve i was doing like a little symposium where he was talking about how to adopt modern sort of methods of distribution of, mu- of music and he was saying there's two there's sort of two sort of ways you can see it you can see See it as, oh, the onset of technology is ruining the music industry. It's all fucking gone to cock. There's too many outlets. There's too many holes. There's too much to, to plug. Fuck it. It's all over. Or you can go, well, hold on. There is. There's 15 different ways I can get my music out of there. This is excellent. I yeah. can get my way. It's the best time it, ever. It's, it's opened right up. I wonder now where where, where that leads to, then. You know, what I mean, I, I I found an artist, did an article called Pliny as a guitar player. He's just like kind of avant garde mixed with sorts of metal type of. Right. DJ and stuff and it's really good and he's completely sort of um completely sort of DIY and gorilla and I bought his album through le- d- d- legitimate means. I could have downloaded it pretty easily, you know, yeah, but yeah, I-, yeah. I bought it legitimately because I, c- I thought that's fine. I'm okay with doing that if you know what I mean. To like, support the guy, to, yeah, I've got no problem guy. with people supporting. And I think that's the that's where we've got to strike the balance. It feels like you know what it feels like. It, there's a lot of pissed off old men in the yeah. business who can't understand the new technology and subsequently shit on it.
0: Yeah, also, i just like to say, those pissed-off old men also have wives who are pissed off, so there's some pissed-off old women as well. Let's not let's <laughs> not blaming men for fucking everything, <laughs> for fuck's sake. This is just the the, the thing. Be- I mean, pissed we'll save some of this for people. my podcast, good. <laughs> but look, uh, behind every pissed-off old man who's losing some money, his wife is also going, why are we losing well, the money, you, right? This, yeah, there's like, Unless you he's know... he's gay, <laughs> in which case it's still his wife.
1: But... So I'm, I'm like, what's the? where, where do we go? Is, is this going to happen organically? Is it going to be like... Yes, you know, it is.
0: It's happening without anyone being able to touch it. You Once you've let it out of the box, you can't put it back in. I tell you what in. was,
1: uh, which I did think was fascinating. Iron Maiden booked the tour, and I think it was South America. I want to say South America. And the reason... That they picked a whole bunch of cities within South America, or whatever it may be. They're fucking amazing. And the reason they picked those cities is because they went on to sites that pirated... The albums and looked at where those people right. were from. Exactly. So they were like, okay, in in uh, I don't know Sao Paulo or whatever is like an insanely amount of people have pirated our music. Right then. That's where we'll play a show because guess what? We'll clean house because they'll come they? and see it. Yeah, they, yeah, so these massive fucking football field arenas—they're selling out. They're selling fucking all the matches because th- these are played there like once. And they're once. all about the
0: live show, I Maiden. Yeah, as th- well. th-
1: they played there once, so everybody's buying a t-shirt because fuck. When's the next time you see an Iron Maiden? This is
0: from when Iron Maiden was here.
1: You'd, you'd probably yeah. hand it down yeah, to yeah, your you, kids and well, stuff. Like, well, there was some city with their mayor who's like this massive metalhead. I love that when people are in authority are metalheads. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> and and he's like got an Iron Maiden top on. He's like, oh, it means so much for the, our community and yeah, our city yeah. that these come here, and they've done that because they've been like, well, they're not going to buy our record because they're all fucking pirates and the records. But you know what? We're going to come and play. And you think, well,
0: well, yeah, this is what they—that's they,
1: someone that's old guys and girls, old guys just actually adopting monsters. Exactly. And going, now it you can work. Of course you it can either work.
0: adopt or you go extinct, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look what happened. What yeah. happened? Everyone moaned about Nap Napster and all yeah. that, and now the biggest music distributor in the world is apple yeah. so you guys can argue squabbling for the scraps from long shanks tables <laughs> in when all these geniuses are just going to go all right here's the new market yeah, and yeah. W- streaming is the new thing they should have just got onto that thing straight away but they couldn't yeah, people yeah. who are making money and people who are in positions of power can't adapt because they're just too big to do so mm. and that's a good thing that these people die because like like the same old thing power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Well, sorry, we don't need CDs anymore. What are you going to do now? Because it's sound. It's just sound. It's music. You don't own it. The second you sing a song, is that your ownership? No, it's not yours. It's an idea. I don't believe in intellectual property of any kind. If you, if, if, It's not stealing if you still have a copy of it afterwards. It just isn't. I don't care whether it's medicine. I don't care whether it's a book. I don't care whether it's my stand up. I don't care whether it's my music. I don't give a shit. I'm going to go and see the person sing it. The only fucking, like, you can go and steal Justin Bieber's music and go and sing it all you want. People are going to still still want to see Justin Bieber because until cloning comes along, which is when this argument's going to get really interesting, yeah. his intellectual well, property uh, is on just are him. We, right? are, we,
1: are we getting a window into that world with holographic projection? Right, so yeah, Ronnie yeah. James Dio is going to be touring and you're going to be able to see a, a show with Ronnie James Dio, God rest his soul, playing Holy Diver, Nice. And 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 sort of And you're going to be able to see that. And and people are up in arms. People are up in arms because they're doing it with Zappa. So Frank Zappa is going to do. They're going to do a holographic show, which I, I believe cost a fucking fortune. But that price is probably going to start keep I'd dropping go and, to drop that and dropping. Show. But that's it. Like so, like Steve Vai's playing that show, and everybody was like, "You're a fucking sellout." Zappa would have never have approved of this, that, and the other. And and the whole Zappa family has fell out over bit, bits and pieces like that. But the point I'm saying is the now we're getting a holograph and then how far are we away from having holograph in your house so you pay, let's say, let's just take a look at Glimpse into the future of metal live scene and you can pay to see Bon Scott and ACDC play in your front room for yeah. the low, low price of twelve ninety nine. You made
0: one massive error there in which is you'll pay. There's no way I'm paying for that shit. I'll just get it. I'll just pirate the whole <laughs> fucking thing. I haven't paid for is software for years. Is that
1: what it comes down years. to? Is that, do you think that the, that the arguments are all invalid but the only reason that these arguments get propped up is for money? If someone's going, okay, if we just say the next Metallica album, Will be free.
0: Yeah.
1: Did uh, the, the, the money manager's gonna go? What the fuck? Well, you can't fucking it. Radiohead did is. that right? Radiohead yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave
0: their album away pretty much. Yeah. I mean, they they said pay what you want. Uh, we we'll bleed is a, bit of a little bit out, into
1: but... video games because it's such a big phenomenon. You get right. something like Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. Which uh, as as every single metalhead of switches off game. this podcast immediately goes, I don't want to fucking listen to so talk about video games. Good. What, we're about, what we're talking about, what we're talking about is is the, is is mass culture here. Yeah. Is someone producing something for free, so they can or be backpacked sort of paid on things there. So what if the, uh, Metallica do their next album for free but it, it means that like the ticket price goes up or... Fine. Do you know what I mean? It's I, weird, I'd rather it? pay
0: for something it, tangible than... Talking
1: about Metallica. Metallica. Talica and... Uh, talking about Metallica, and it, like, they've just done a show. They're playing in Manchester. Everybody's kicking off. The, the ticket's like £100. And one, <laughs> of, my friends, one of my friends on social media was like, Metallica don't care what you think. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was like, I'll oh, over that, blah, blah, blah. The last album was this, and this album was shit, and what have you. Metallica don't care. And that pl- that show will sell
0: out. Daniel Tosh said, um, I, I sincerely apologise about ticket prices. He goes, uh, I think it's, you know, it's horrendous, but you've got to understand, I can't... <laughs> i don't want to be i don't want to do a show in front of people who can afford ten dollars that's it because someone can just find the tenor and then go i'm gonna go and shoot this guy because he's just such crazy he goes yeah, and yeah. then he the audience like do you know what i'm glad he said that because <laughs> like you just up the price there, and is, you don't have fucking nutters
1: getting. i wonder as well as that by extension and i'm probably using the wrong vernacular here but is it the gentrification of music that almost only the rich can watch a show like if what what if you're like a a uh, minimum wage guy, yeah. can you not going to be able to afford hundred pound to to watch Metallica?
0: It depends. It depends what your on what your priorities are. How much mm. do you want to see Metallica? I mean, it's yeah. already like that anyway. You yeah. already have ticket touts. I mean, Glastonbury is mm. the only company, I think, which have ma- which have put photos on tickets.
1: Well, now it's come out about Ticketmaster being co- kind of almost mis- apparently in bed with the with with ticket touts, isn't it? That the, the right, kind yeah. of the the scalpers. Are oh, kind idea. Of, and and you? it's like what a surprise! Really, massive companies are inherently uh, And they're called
0: Ticketmaster for fuck's sake. So what are we, the fucking slaves? Oh like my God, but yeah. it's yeah. I, so. what's your booking fee and then another booking <laughs> fee?
1: But it's it's true, isn't it? And it's like. There's two sorts of things I want to skiz them off and talk about that are related here now. So, live music now, is that being, and certainly at a, at, a, at a grassroots level, is that being destroyed or made better by the movements that we're seeing? I know
0: you probably, I, I haven't been to that many gigs, to yeah. be honest with you, because every time I go to see gigs, uh, the the musicians can't play the music that well. Right. Or the sound guy isn't good. Yeah. I, I went to see, oh, I went to see so many metal bands in Australia and just the sound is just terrible. I don't yeah. know what it is. I feel like people aren't putting the effort in. Yeah. Like, or they don't take their own full PA with them like right. Metallica do and like my uncle did. He yeah, st- yeah, and, yeah. and the other band, Chico, that I played in. Mm. You take your entire backline with you and then the sound is awesome. So I don't, I don't really know. You're probably best answering that because you go to a lot more gigs. and I stopped yeah. going. Yeah,
1: it's, we- it's weird. Um, I like... For me, every gig, I, the polished gigs are fine. And watching watching Metallica perform, is 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 great, and I've seen them perform, and it's very polished and it's very professional. It should be. How many times s- is it now? It's in high double figures. It's yeah. in high double figures. But it's it's because they, they were they were my guys. So, but now when I I like to see a gig where I think at any moment it could, could fall, fall apart. apart.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: when when Metallica tore, I can guarantee that the ten videos, most videos watched. On YouTube or whatever of Metallica's Tour is all the stuff that went wrong or mm. off script. Yeah. Here's the bit where James Heffield's guitar kicked out so we had to talk to the audience here's where kirk hammer fell down a hole here's where Robert Shadillo kind of said something called well yeah. played the wrong they're the bits that people see why because that's the most real well, so when yeah, I go yeah. to a gig I like the interaction is incredibly important for me I went to see a band called Spanish announce table and they're <laughs> that's <a> great brilliant <laughs> brilliant. and I went to see them at McGuire's one of the last shows before they're transitioning to be another um, another type of venue and it was the most basic setup you could imagine two spot PAs and yep. Uh, you know but maybe a 16 track desk uh one monitor for maybe the drummer at best straight set up you know playing through mic'd up very limited and the crowd literally there you're standing right next to the guy singing and they played like they play um, wrestling themes so they play all intro music for wrestlers like stone cold music or whatever and it was brilliant mm. because it was full of flaws. because every so often the drum would come with another beat. And he's like, "No, no, we're doing this song." But they wouldn't yeah. go. Oh, did uh, d- d- tell a joke? A bit like one bit, the d- an d- d- effect didn't work, so it didn't. And it was, and it was very. Every it was all these little sort of succession of memorable moments. And See, that's I'm, what I'm I look for.
0: I'm for that. Yeah. I just want it to sound good. Let's just have the sound. Yeah. Good. yeah,
1: yeah. I don't want it to sound like
0: everything's <sighs> this bit's too yeah. loud and that. I don't want this bullshit hear, from the sound I hear, guy.
1: That, I hear that. I hear that. But surely, there's got to be some concession. Some Yeah, for sure. There's got to be. I, I know what you're saying. It, it does it has sound to bloody be, awful, if it's, though, some if of these it's bands live all like all the fucking time. I mean, guitarist fucking t- t- lays his fingers off the strings it starts feeding back, or the drummer's kick drum's fucking deafening or whatever. I get that. In the same way that a badly lit show can be in your eyes and can fuck that up. But that, that, that has. To, I think what, what happens is that most people now um, want it more human than human. So what they want is that they want to go to. if they If they go to a show, they want it to be. It was, it's like they did there's the record there's the show yeah i don't uh, want it that like that close i, no, I, I admittedly you don't want that yeah. but i think that's probably what people would go do you know what can i spend it was free by the way that show was free yeah It do i have to spend like say i don't know 8 50 or 10, 12 50 to go and see a show but i can watch it on youtube mm. and i think that's probably what something oh, go it's quite cold outside i'll just watch those videos on youtube <laughs> and it, th- yeah. that's y- attendance is mandatory the reason and I've said this before I, I, and, and I put myself squarely in the category of people to blame here by the way the The reason the metal scene, certainly in the Northwest and certainly in Midside and Birkenhead and whatever, is, dying, is because you don't fucking attend the shows. Oh yeah, I stopped. and you don't. You, 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 I don't. I don't attend. I should be a show attendant. I'm a host of the spoken metal show. I be sending way more shows, and I feel guilty that I don't. I'm Are trying. Are still metal shows in Birkenhead? They, they, they're out there. There's still metal Wait, shows. what's in the, the venues? Because the uh, okay. hotel's closed, right? Um, I'm trying to think now. Birkenhead Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Birkenhead might be tough. I might it might oh, have yeah. almost Stairways completely is died. Gone. The hotel. California the Liverpool is, is one of the last bastions, I think. Uh, is you know, is Chester. the Crazy House completely shut down? No, though? that's reopened now. That it's called. It's called. It's like K again. I think they've. or, or it's called. No, it's called Electric with a K now, and I think they've. And, what business is it? It's, well, it's not the same, but it's still like rock and and that type of thing. Oh so we need God. to so go hang and on. hang on. What have they out? done with the sign? Uh, I I don't know. I haven't passed it yet. Last time I spoke to JJ... I'd he, pay he, yeah.
0: a lot of money for the KE2 sign that was on the side. I do not know if they keep it, but Just, I'd, I'd, someone it. Must I'd have it love thing. to have that. Someone
1: must have it. But so its it's attendance is, is, is almost mandatory. And I promise myself, I try to do it at least once a month. It should be way more that I try and go to a, a gig when I don't know the music.
0: Mate, I'm up for that. I'm back for like another week and a half. We should go to it because I want to go give, and check out a gig because, and see... Because
1: I like the surprise that music can give you. Yeah. There's nothing better than going to see a band and you go like you go to see Metallica and they play Ride the Lightning the and it's amazing and you you go, it's oh, brilliant. But there's nothing better than going to see a band that you've never heard of and they just launch into a beat and you just... There's like a surge in your body. You're like, this is fucking incredible. This is what the fuck? What the... What the... Yeah, yeah. It's primal evil. It's like... I hear a distorted E chord, palm muted, and they've got me. The devil has me. Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. me. That that was. I don't know why. I don't know what makeup that happened in my childhood dropped on my head. What it did, if you know, I saw this. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Whatever meant it when I get to hear that distorted e chord yeah. that's me I mean, you've got me and I'm dancing the Pied Piper all the way around to wherever you're taking me God it's been like ages since I've had a night like that I miss and it and so all well, I we'll do we'll go and see because that, that most people don't go oh or, but there's, a, uh, there's a rant time here we go so there's then there's the, the worst of it all is the attendance is all is managing but there's also well the thing is like don't fucking go and see your, the band you've gone to see and then fuck off after the, uh, when yeah, you're the you band yeah you've got to stick around you for all the bands tw- twat if you do that especially as well even worse than that if you're one of those bands on the bill i've seen this happen i've seen a band on a bill play a set and then start unloading whilst you got fucking bands playing
0: yeah you it's not fucking
1: good. twat Mate,
0: you think that's bad the st- that stand-up is worse for that shit
1: really Fuck
0: me, yeah. You have people come... Mate, the stand-up scene in New York is (laughs) fucking... Is it like
1: you go, go, thank you very much, Cleveland, good night, and then someone's going, yeah, I'll just just fucking move this, I'll just... uh, It's just just people, like, it's just... Because it's
0: silence when, you know, when you're doing stand-up. Because yeah. it's, well, you know, when, you do <laughs> when the you're level, doing stand-up. you're doing stand-up. I'm doing it at, <laughs> that. It's like you're talking yeah, and yeah. then you can just hear people moving out. People just going because, oh, I've finished my thing. The, and the shuffling inmates, of feet and tables. friends are also going as well. And, you know?
1: and that's it. Like, I, for me, going to a metal show, and I'll find some metal shows. We'll go and see some. Is... I, I go to see the whole thing. I watch the whole thing. I like to watch I like to go in it. I like the house lights going down. I like intro music. Oh I love, I that, love stuff. that. I love all that look going to the merch table. I love all that sort of the minutia of it, the little things, the things that kinda of like make talking to one of the members of the band afterwards. I don't I've been ruined almost and and you have to a certain degree as well. Of I've seen what happens behind the curtain now. Yeah. So when I go to see a show, there is a part of me that's thinking, uh, oh, I'll put a bit of monitors there. Oh, mm-hmm. he's fucking... He's, he's, you know, he's, he's taped those effects up. That's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Mic placement. Oh, shit. And I'm thinking... then when in the middle of the set. I'm thinking, oh, he's missed that. I've missed that cue. And it ruins it for me. It, 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 so it's so nice when you watch a band to like, just wash over you and you go, you go, oh, this is just amazing and kind of accept it for what it is.
0: That's why it's good to go with your mates and have a few beers and it's someone you're catching up with as well yeah then you take your a focus off it it's a band that's playing while you're hanging out with your mates that's yeah. why that's what the hotel california was so good for man i love yeah. watching bands in there
1: yeah there's not those places are just are just dying out like you do really are so that leads me to the other schism of that sort of conversation is that you know where where does it go and how do we if you if you want to support someone, what what do you do? Is it now a case of you know you follow them on Instagram and you follow them on social media and you get involved with them there? How do we how do we how do we fertilize the new seeds of metal? How do we where are the next headliners coming from? Where are, is it? Can we get get the next Metallica? Can we get the next ACDC? Where
0: does it come from? See, this is the thing. I'm like 35 now, and I don't go out on nights out. <clears throat> and go for it, so you know, I don't know what kids are doing these days. Like I can't kids. be asked going and fucking just going nuts anymore. I just can't mm-hmm. be asked with it, but for me, if you like music, then just show other people that you think. It's just like with any; just share stuff that you like. Yeah, that's the best way, really. Have you fucking heard this? If you or Craig send me some music, I'm like, all right, I'll listen. You know, yeah. you showed me Trivium. I was like, oh my god, one of my favorite bands ever. I then had a Trivium shirt yeah. and all the rest of it. Well,
1: you showed me that band that did the, um, oh, the DJ band. What are they called now? And he did a song with a guy at the beginning goes, "All it sounds like is just like bam." And then they oh, played yeah, that yeah, riff. Yeah. was that?
0: That was Vale Maya. of Maya, vale and they yeah, were yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, fucking I saw
1: them like a few times now live and it's yeah. like different. I love and that whole It's genre. like a movie, isn't it? I've just seen this movie and it's fucking amazing. You should check it out. I think it's that we should just, you know what? It's probably the same solution that's going to save society anyway. We just need to talk more to each other.
0: But there's a thing with music, isn't there? Where it's like you kind of don't want everyone to start listening to ah, it because they yeah. fucking ruin it. Yeah. I am sick to fucking shit of hearing Ed Sheeran. I hate that cunt. I hope he yeah, dies yeah. soon. <laughs> I know we're all going to die, but I hope he dies soon, soon it's a direct yeah. result of his shit music. I've got no problem with you want to sing terrible music. And this is one of the reasons why I really love metal is because you don't hear it that often. Right. Like music is the only art form. It's the only art form where the way you enjoy it is by subjecting other fucking people to it.
1: Okay, like by like osmosis almost by kinda like by No, by
0: I I am listening to music in my car and I'm gonna turn it up really loud. If people watch movies like that, imagine you're on your way to work in the morning, you're crossing over and you go past someone's car and on the top they drive up to the fucking traffic lights and on top of it they've got a massive plasma screen (laughs) and Schindler's list playing on it. This is a movie which has really affected you throughout your entire life, and it's the bit that you normally cry at, it's where Oscar Schindler's there with his ring and he's realizing I could have saved two more Jews with this ring and he's crying at that. But some fucking dickhead loves that and is overplaying it and he's playing it to you out of his oh, car every oh. fucking day. So you're talking about desensitizing... Yeah, just con- brainwashing me by making me... By like... ruining it because
1: of overplaying. Exactly. If I like a cake... Right.
0: Right. And I want to eat a cake, right? And I'm like, Mark, do you want some cake? And you're like, No. And I'm like, Well, the only way I can enjoy it is by is, forcing this shit-tasting yeah, cake down it your together, mouth. Yeah. No, no, you eat the fucking cake. I'm playing <laughs> it too loud for me to even hear it in my car. Shit. I and that's what I like. I worked in hostels for a few years, ah, and I heard music. Over I think and over what you're saying repeated.
1: is you're talking about the um, the consumption of it and how it's sort of presented to you. And it's if you the only art form you, which is presented or, or, that one. Yeah, okay, and you're saying that because of that that you almost. Wouldn't have an issue with that tune, but because it's so force fed and because it's on every advert for yeah, a television yeah, yeah. or a car, oh you're like,
0: Don't get me an advert. Yeah. The Trafford Centre ruined Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Oh yeah. Be coming to the trap, and he was like, I don't want to stop I don't, at all. What, is shopping? It,
1: answer me this. Answer me this. Is it a case do. of is it a like I've seen I needed to it was the one thing I wanted to say. I had the pleasure of meeting Lemmy for a very short period of time and it never would have insulted his intelligence, but I desperately wanted to ask him how he allowed motorhead t shirts to appear in in places like Topman and stuff. like, He must have signed it off. And then I see, like, Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue, and I see those people, their T-shirts appearing in, in various things. And I, I just wonder... And then and Metallica, I'd say they haven't done adverts, but you hear, like, like Slay It, Slay Slayer Rain and Blood on that fucking thing about... Um, keeping green and about eco- ecology and stuff and it, it an raining blood. yeah it's like da, da, da. i could remember watching the television idly watching the television doing something and i hear the opening drum beats opening sound beat like that and i looked up i was like That's what the miss. fuck is raining blood on and it's like, dun, dun, dun. And it's like a thing terrible. talking about like washing machines and recycling and it's like i remember the missus coming through the fucking door going what the fuck is raining blood on the television and it was an you know, adverts for fucking ecologically sound fucking lifestyle yeah. i was like has Kerry King give that the fucking okay? This is the think thing, though. Someone must have. The thing is, though,
0: I'm a, you know... The Queen I'm, need I'm t- the money for Don't Stop Me Now. I'm torn here because I don't think it's up to Queen. I think once music's out there, you can do what the fuck you want with it. So, do you know so what I mean?
1: Right, you're t- okay, so then... It's a misappropriation of "Don't Stop Me Now" by the Trafford Centre. Killing your, they've killed that music for you. No, this is why I listen and to the men band.
0: screaming because <laughs> no one, it can't, no one, all, no one else likes it. So I'm like, right, <laughs> I will find, it. I never will find it beauty there. in men screaming, and there's <laughs> plenty in there. Because, uh, because you just choose
1: uh, the dark corners of the music because you know that's never going to get, it's heard. never going to
0: get overplayed, mate. Wow. I, and my mum played. I was doing the fucking decking outside for my mum, right, <laughs> and she played Shakira.
1: Okay. Or Shaquita, Anastasia. Shaquita. I don't know what the fucking difference yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I, for the
0: rest of the week, I was waking up in the morning with a fucking I mean, song in my, my head.
1: Earworm, it's been put in there.
0: Wow. Mate, I don't agree with any. I think it's, I think there should be a public music ban. Right. You're not allowed to play music I mean, loudly yeah. in public just like the smoking band because yeah, you're yeah. subjecting me to this fucking music. Yeah, you can go yeah. to a club and do it and you can also smoke in that club as well. Well, it's like,
1: oh, I was reading the article about someone saying that um, the advertisements on billboards. How is that allowed? Because that's, I'm seeing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Surely there should be some rules about showing. Yeah. You know, like so th- the way, the classic example of this to keep it a very real situation, a very modern situation is that you'd have a kid on a bus or a public in a public area with their, uh, you know, phone de jour blasting away whatever music they <laughs> oh, listen to. Oh, I hate
0: those people. You, you I want the bus fuck? to crash even when I'm on it. When what that happens,
1: what the, what the fuck is that? Why? why yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So music should be. Like, that's why you I can I can excuse
0: children though, man. We were all under twenty at yeah, one point.
1: Yeah, but now we're not. And they started with that, so yeah. we're programming them, aren't we? It's like someone should come up a fucking clock. Someone you?
0: should definitely give them a smack. But mate, I nearly had a T-shirt which said, "If you don't, I'm ask you." I can forgive children for <laughs> any any behaviour. I, yeah, I yeah. just we have to. Yeah, yeah. When adults are doing that shit, I want to see. I don't get terrorist attacks, and you're probably going to cut this from yours. But when I, I will I see, cut nothing,
1: just so you know. And just so when knows, I see I never adults queuing
0: up outside of a fucking cake shop or, right. or greg's or something i'm thinking oh why can't isis just go down that street you know what i mean with the with truck right. when i see people loudly playing fucking music and they're past 23 yeah. i'm like can we just have some kind of suicide bombing you know somebody wow. do it now Some kind of, cleansing why, of people let's, not, to do let's that. not do it in the Ariana grande concert where people are in, in their own place doing it. let's do it to the Jesus. people in public who were subjecting me to their fucking music. Let's do it to Ed Sheeran. Because he's in Game of Thrones.
1: What I'm, the fuck was he doing in Game of Thrones? I, <laughs> I fucking hate that ginger twang. What, What the thing as well is that is... We're talking about that's that's like kind of people's music that you don't like, but the, probably the worst of crime is people overplaying music you that you do, do like. like. Oh
0: my god, it's so bad! And you're I'm like, so glad smashing from like Metallica's Popular. Black
1: Album is a classic example of that. Now yeah. I don't really listen to that. when I do. Well, I do enjoy it. What's that?
0: Do? Oh, you mean that's just people in general playing oh, it? Oh, it's
1: on the radio. It's, it's, uh, it was at one point the Black Album was fucking everywhere, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's. Mad.
0: I remember you saying that the Black Album... I think Lynn said the Black Album was when she went off Metallica. I was like, how dare you? Yeah. That was my first oh, Metallica you know, album. Metallica,
1: you, uh, <laughs> Lynn's Jericho, so hardcore. Chris talks about that, about, about like, you know, it's, it's, he hated that album. It's such you, a good album, though. Well, it, it is, but it's so overplayed.
0: Plus, it's a massive departure from what they were doing before, well, he, in a way. You
1: have to remember, I tell the story quite a lot. So Kirk Hammett was, was saying that when he first did the video for one, that someone on the street spat at him because they were like... Fuck you, you put your fucking you put your music on M T V. It's in a video now. you yeah. you were fucking my band. You were PRS in my stuff, pocket and that yeah, it's that uh, hipster cyper Music is a very thing. personal thing, right? It we is, were talking yeah. earlier
0: about getting into it when you're really young. I used to th- sit there and I'd be listening to pumpkin songs. I'm like, they're singing about my life. Yeah. It's a very, very personal thing, which is yeah. why it gets so it just cheapens it so much when that's people mine. are playing it. Like, hey, p- play it again. Put it on repeat. Oh, I love yeah, this yeah. bit. You're like, now I'm associating it with you. That's why
1: people get so pissed off with um, with people with, with bands that um, come back again and kind of redo their stuff and try and recreate that magic. And they release bad albums and people are like you're fucking. You're in the front of the stuff that you're yeah. doing. And where, where's what's your stance on on bands that play? reunion tours but they're missing certain members is your i don't know man. On that? i used i used to care about that kind of
0: thing but it's like the new star wars movies it's right. just for girls and <laughs> it's not for me so <laughs> if you're into that fine but it doesn't ruin the original thing so like the do, time so, i had with the so original if, thing was smashing great smashing
1: pumpkins are due to make another they do, they're, yeah. doing, they're doing a tour aren't they now it's, it's like yeah. shiny something or something or to it's called oh so bright yeah yeah and they're missing Darcy. darcy's the only one that's missing yeah are, are you asked?
0: Not really. It's right. Joe, as long as Jimmy Chamberlain's there, I don't really care. I'm not gonna say go Jim, on my way to see. Let's him, to say,
1: let's say, let's say Billy's the only remember, member, a, and he plays Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Are you still on? Are you yeah, still yeah, in? yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Sebastian
0: back without Snake and all the rest yeah. of them in the Roadhouse in Manchester. Yeah, not, not there. No, I saw him in Sheffield. Saw Jimmy Chamberlain there. Jimmy Chamberlain spoke to me about my Smashing Bass T-shirt in the Roadhouse. In yeah, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. the link there. And it was fucking incredible because yeah. it's still Sebastian back. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? I just don't want people overplaying shit and subjecting me to it. In in the age of consent, can you ask before you play your fucking music around me? I don't care if you go home and shit all over a photo of Billy Corgan. I don't care what you do in private. I just don't don't want to be subjected to it because you're ruining music for me. I don't think Metallica did Saint Anger and I didn't like it. And then I saw Some Kind of Monster and I loved the album. Yes. Yes. What changed, you, the music didn't change. My mm. opinion on it changed because my perspective changed. Everyone's yeah. got a completely different perspective. Yeah. Just don't subject me to your shit. So then I don't when, have to watch it unless you're
1: forcing me to watch it. By <laughs> extension then, when someone films a gig yeah. or films a song or whatever, yeah. where, do you still watch that then or you do, do you actively avoid that? Because then that's them.
0: Film, what do you mean? film? So right,
1: okay. So say for example, Smashing Pumpkins play this tour yeah. and someone puts up online, one of your friends goes, I was at the fucking Chicago show and they played... Uh, uh, melancholy and it's f- in a complete yeah. yeah uh here it is and here's the video i mean if
0: they bootlegged videoed it yeah do Old you still s-
1: do you used to bootleg yeah do where the fuck does that term come from it comes from like alcohol fucking and pre- uh, prohibition doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so is do you, like used, it does, yeah. do you do you still watch that
0: then if it's a good quality video i right. watch it yeah, yeah. I, I still watch live because i want to see this is another thing with metal and i've certainly been guilty of this drums especially can't play the fucking music live i don't know what the fuck that's about Shit. the drummer from and i'm going to call him out huh? because he should be fucking, he should fucking know better <laughs> and i know he doesn't care travis from um Fucking band that you showed me Trivium, Trivium, could never play that music live. He's not with them anymore. I know he's not. I yeah, wonder yeah. why.
1: Maybe that's the. Maybe that's. Yeah, yeah. It It's funny, you should say because it seems to be drummers seem to be almost the first. The, it's the old Spinal Tap joke of like you're the drummer, uh, but it seems to be the first casualty when like Machine Head did it. Because uh, it's, it's, it's it's very difficult. It's to very play, difficult yeah. to do it's it, insane, and, and yeah. it also means that the, the, some of the, the the guys that can do it, like Ego Cavalier and stuff like that, mm. get lauded because they are. Yeah. You know, they are that good. You well, know, like portnoy and stuff. And you know,
0: metal. Like I still do session work now, and I just electronically do it all. I just because mm. for me, is it, is
1: it the is it the physicality of it? Do you think the, the, the modern metal drummers struggle with because it's so intense? You know, you know, blast beats and what have you, or is it, so it the, the complicate
0: the complexity of it? This is this is what my journey into it was. Right, so we started off doing session drumming. I was recording mm. out of an electronic drum kit, yeah, right. Yeah because it was just the easiest way of recording right yeah. then it eventually moved to me doing sections in midi through my computer but still right. playing it on a drum kit right and then i went hang on a minute it's not very efficient for me to write this way the most efficient way for me to write is i've got my ideas in my head for music yeah. and then i'm going to get it out through playing it why would i want to learn the skill of doing it right i'm going to lay it out in a grid quantize okay. everything and just then i'm not in i'm like i'm not hindered by my playing right it's just my writing so I'm, you're composing almost that's how most modern metal albums are recorded that i've from what and, i've seen and
1: then what you say is then the transition to someone learning that then skill. you learn it and play it live
0: right. especially the drummer there was a band called there's a band called um nightshade k n yeah. i think it is and they heard of that, yeah, they yeah. contacted me when i was session drumming they said mm. Do you want to come and play on our new tour and they sent me some insanely difficult stuff and i was like yeah. there is no fucking way There's I no can, way play. can it, we're talking like 30 second notes at 200 bpm i was Jesus. like oh you guys are fucking insane this is 400 bpm yeah bass, bass drum pattern um and they were going no don't worry about it it'll be fine And they sent me one of their pre-production demos and it was all midi all been composed yeah. i didn't have any of their um you know samples, so it yeah. was all, all the guitar was playing as piano and a few years later i heard the album and it was just the same stuff with the same drums but just awesome metal it was sick so oh. people i think a lot of people compose that way because you can quickly demo stuff mm. in this day and age and i like to compose that way because i go i can write without having to you know i don't have to worry about my playing style i write what i want and then i'll learn it it's, the thing is some people don't learn it
1: I, it's it's interesting it's kind of like almost a sidebar to there's, there's an interesting story about Zappa, and um, and he was he recorded he got a lot of flack back in the day for doing this so we recorded a guitar solo and he sped it up via a tape Oh, yeah. Because at the time, he couldn't play it that fast, yeah. but he knew what he wanted to sound like, and he knew the songs he played. And he copped all of the trouble for it. People were like, you are not a real. Just the pitch go up, then? The pitch must
0: have... It, well, he knew how to we transfer, yeah, for, yeah, he knew yeah, he was, yeah.
1: He was that competent that he knew how to do it. But he, the, the actual technicality of speeding it up, he couldn't do. And then once the album was out, it's and everywhere. kind of doing that, and everywhere... And he learned to play that fast eventually yeah. because in his mind, he was like, well, I know what it wanted to sound like. I'll yeah. just get it to no that speed. By the time I come to play it live, I, I'll be able to do that. I just can't do it now when See, I want to do it.
0: I, I used to have a real problem with anyone who wasn't playing an instrument. You know, again, again with like the whole... Mm being a teenager and this is my thing i remember yeah. having an argument i wanted our friend john's i parties remember very very fondly about, about how djing DJs. isn't mu- isn't being a music musician yeah. i was just i just loved arguing yeah, yeah, yeah you know what i mean and i had my opinion and i wouldn't listen to any anybody else now i've completely changed my opinion on it obviously because i've grown up yeah, yeah uh music is just music i don't care how you make it whether it's you're a dj or whether you're speeding up your shit like Zappa did, or whether yeah. you're playing on a pan in iran yeah it's yeah, music yeah. and very i don't care how you hear it yeah just if you're going to play it live, make sure you've learned it properly. And I've certainly <laughs> been guilty of it, but like I can't believe the guy from Trivium didn't do it. And I, that's why I listen yeah. to a lot of bootleg stuff to come back to your original question because I want to hear if the drummer can do it and I want to hear the live. Yeah, yeah. There's a band I've been obsessed with for years now called Uneven Structure, this fucking hardcore metal structure. band from yeah. France. Some of the best metal in the world comes from France, man. Those yeah, people are hardcore. Cause but, you know,
1: I saw this set at Bloodstock, and I was like, mate, betraying the fucking martyrs. Yeah, betraying the, the, the martyrs. Yeah, greatest. Massey, for me, the greatest. side, another another sidebars, a lot of sidebars. Um, Massey also does like a, a, a what? I, I'm gonna completely ruin this, but Good. it's like a travel show, kind of like a travel tra- show. travel show. Imagine that it's a travel blogging thing when he get went to India, yeah, and he's done lots of but the music on there yeah that's betraying, that's betraying the martyrs no right? i've
0: been putting i've been putting the, the last one i did with the yeah. hardcore metal that was uneven structure yeah oh, right, okay yeah yeah. but I, I betraying the martyrs is gonna get on there yeah, i'm like yeah. this is my this is my vlog i'm gonna do what i want yeah yeah, not, yeah. and it's massive in india it's just not in the west <laughs> <laughs> but indians love it they're yeah. translating it in the comments and stuff this is what that guy said i'm like oh that's, pretty oh, that's cool. amazing but yeah mate.
1: The, the, so b- b- as we're wrapping up here what's the scene like metal scene like in uh, what's the Iranian metal scene like? What was last know. time you, you 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 even had contact with sort of I don't know man. that I part can't, of the world. I
0: can't. Well, all my family are all in London and Milton Keynes now, so I see them all the time and. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't go back to Iran because I'll have to do military service, which is now not a good time to do. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, I'm educated, so I've got a degree. When's the cutoff for it? Because Surely. I've got a degree. It's right. in my forties. Because you know, wh- when you've been educated, you no longer have to be a soldier. You don't have to be. Y- you have it. other uses. Other uses. Yeah. Military. So my wow. dad was going to me. No, it'll be fine. You'll go in as an officer. Is, like, I don't is, want to be. Is, any is
1: there sure. an Iranian metal scene? Because there's an Egyptian metal scene. There was in, a, 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 um, um, Palestinian metal scene as you know the Middle Eastern
0: documentary. I think, that's gone. the one I saw, yeah. yeah. And no, there was a lot was of really there was good.
1: a lot of rabbit holes that I went down with. I found great, some great yeah, Egyptian yeah. bands, which I'm really gonna have to just. We live in an age where I can literally Skype with one of those bands. I should really do that because it's yes, some, some of the stuff they're playing. It's like it's like eighty war Warzone. Some of these bands. Yeah, they, 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 I remember the, the documentary and the guy was like, "Yeah, what's it called? Metal in <sighs> bollocks." I wish I knew. So I'm gonna will search for that when we finish it. called Metal because this was like they were playing in like. So we think like, oh, we've got a practice room, and if it's not completely sealed up, and so pe- they were playing in like bombed-out buildings where amazing. they had a generator yeah. that the. Cobbled together to this get an amp to work. Forbidden music as well, for, forbidden music. Yeah, you know, and yeah, that's yeah. That, you know, to me, that's they really mean that shit. Because if you're gonna do that, and they're risking singing about stuff that's taboo and against religion, and and to, to face some persecution for talking, you know, singing like the Egyptian guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like risking risk, risk, uh, their personal freedom, religious tolerance, because they were singing, you know, Slayer songs and, yeah, and yeah. Judas Priest and Maiden songs that were offensive, even now. When an artist, a metal artist, goes to some foreign countries, and certainly in the Middle East and China and, and places like that, they're they restricted on what they can sing about, and what even now they can they're re- restricted about what you know, oh, or this song title called. Seven, so I can't do that. Yeah. You know, Kiss had to famously soften the s's of the 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 kiss thing when they played in germany so it didn't look like the ss oh, symbol fire. there to soften that oh god uh, germany's
0: know, mad for that stuff
1: because because you could affect you know the the sensibilities of the country but i'm i'm i bet you there's a fantastic scene in because metal has always been from birmingham or you know or, or, or rough parts of the world has always been born from uh the the man being kind of held down and, and, yeah. and being a bad you know you're not getting Black Sabbath, the Judas Priest, from a happy place. No, it's, it's I what, aggression, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder what metal yeah. comes from, a fucking war zone? Mm. You know, where the next day they, they, or they, they're picking up a weapon and going out to fight for their particular street? Yeah. You know, that must be... I'm gonna have to check that out. So that's that's definitely gonna have to it's make the, the list.
0: Fucking, it's the best form of music. Like you know, yeah. like for me, when I list, when I if I eat something, I want it to be spicy or sour or I just want an extreme version of it. Give me like I want to know I'm alive when yeah. I'm eating something. Yeah. It's the same movies. I want it to be an absolute mind fuck. I want to think about it. When it comes to music, I want it to be fucking difficult to play, new sounding, aggressive. I want the chili sauce of music. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's what metal is. And metal as well. I, it's the it's the same. Thing that, like, you've got people who rap nowadays, like, nowadays. How old are you? People rap these, the kids are rapping these days. <laughs> He's but talking a lot over a beat, but then it's rapping, yeah. people don't like screaming, right? Well, it's exactly the same as rapping, it's not singing, yeah. it's a rhythmic way of vocalizing. And then you've got like a big, glorious chorus, and it's like the sweet and the sour, it works really well together. Yeah. like, fucking guy from Kill Switch Engage, the real guy from Kill Switch Engage, Howard Jones, <laughs> fucking god rest his metal soul, <laughs> since he left that band. Um, Shit. I just love glorious massive vocals after some to use an over you know brutal fucking yeah. hardcore metal. I love it. So anyone listening, fucking listen to Betraying the Martyrs. You have to. But yes, the way I l- they know they are fabulous. the way I recommend you listen to it is the only way I listen to any albums is you get their album, you get some magic mushrooms, some nitrous oxide, you shut all the <laughs> all the the entire room like, wait go in the turn off your phone, everything, get into bed, listen to the album and just see matrix code as you're doing it and um uneven structure i've been listening to that album for like five years fibrous fucking incredible album massive soundscapes lyrics you can't understand because the guy's french and yeah i fucking love it
1: hey metal's <laughs> awesome i fucking yeah. love metal it's great see that's see i i was I would, that's the best place to leave it metal is awesome it, it, is. Is. it is and it's and know that we will revisit this uh as, as 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 the days and weeks and months go by we'll go back and probably do another one of these because we pretty much after this we're going, to, we're going to flip the switch and kind of go and I'm going to do on Massey's one I'm going to talk about a little bit about what I think about things but it was it's nice to have you on, Mass, because this is going to rep- yeah, this, this exists sick. now forever. So yeah, long yeah. that time after we go back, there'll be some kid in laser school, and they'll be like, "Let's see these two fucking guys. Let's see what Massy was saying." I think saying. my
0: children will be doing time for some of the stuff I've said because wow. of how progressive the entire world has got. <laughs> it's that your offense- dad said it's this. It's not offensive
1: that the sentence is fifty years plus twenty for your offspring. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'll be long gone, but yeah. they'll be like, "Oh, who knows? This the world's changing too fast." <laughs> so.
1: As always, uh, if you want to catch, you, and I suggest you do, uh, Midnight Mass, fantastic, real sort of in-depth conversation where things, it sounds as like though they're getting sorted and, and it's a real open debate. You really should check check that out. And check out the um, the the travel blog that he does as well. Insanely good stuff, Mass. He's one of those, um, they call him influencers, don't they? How well, fucking, how offensive is that? But it's one of those people I look to and I look at uh, to get an interesting opinion. You might not fucking like it but you're going to get an opinion that will at least at least make you question your own. So it's been really nice to sit down to, uh, and do an actual podcast on actual proper microphones that sounds normal and doesn't sound shit. Um, thanks, Mass. I just want to say, if you want cool.
0: to see all the all the stuff we've been talking about, I put everything on my Instagram. It's Massey radfire on Instagram. If you can't you spell it, you don't deserve to get to <laughs> my fucking Instagram. So you can see all the podcasts and that kind of Ladies stuff.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Massy, finally, Yeah. <laughs>